Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Hey everyone, welcome to From the Kitchen Table. I'm Sean Duffy along with my co-host for the podcast, my partner and wife, or life and wife, Rachel Campos. <laughs> Duffy, you're both. That's right. It's so good to be here. And I'm so excited because we have a guest that I've wanted for a long time. We finally have her. And we have her on the just after some really huge news happened in your own stomping grounds. Yes, in, in the hill. So, you know, let's bring in Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie, thank you for joining us, uh, first off. Uh, by the way, we, we think you have done, you know, some really wonderful work. Um, but... Can you take us through what happened on the House floor? You had 19 members of Congress who um, didn't want to vote for McCarthy. Then it went to 20. You were an early supporter of McCarthy. And just before before you answer that, it's I mean it's it's a body that um, kind of moves as a blob, right? You kind of have sometimes you have groupthink, you have coalitions. Um, in a speaker's race, it's as close you have you know concessions. Um, that have to be made. Kind of take us behind the scenes of what happened as you guys were going through the process of selecting a speaker, trying to get everyone everyone on board. Um, again, this is the first time in over 100 years we had gone what you know over you know 15 votes to get a speaker. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, I just finished my my first term in Congress, and I never served in government before coming here. So. So I, this was still new for me. So it, for the American people at home, this whole thing, it doesn't operate like you think it should. And of course, that's what's wrong with the government, right? So voting for the Speaker of the House is a vote that happens within the majority conference, in our Republican conference. And um, it doesn't work like a popular vote, because if it was a popular vote, we would probably have uh, quite a different look for how a speaker would be chosen. But inside our conference, our conference had to come to 218 to elect the speaker. And the the votes just weren't there in spite of all the negotiations and conversations that took place leading up to the first day that we were voting on for speaker of the house on January 3rd. And that was to me really unfortunate. Um, and here's why. I had, I'm a member of the Freedom Caucus. I'm, I'm a conservative. I have a 100 from Liberty Score from Conservative Review. I have an A from Club for Growth. I'm very conservative. And I was so excited going into January 3rd um, for our Republican majority and for us to hold the gavel. 
And the reason why it was, it was, I was able to support Kevin McCarthy going into January 3rd is because I knew the agenda. I had studied it well. I had spent time going and meeting with Kevin McCarthy, meeting with many Republicans and understanding our conference. And our conference has changed a lot. I know that most people don't know that, but we've been through so much under Nancy Pelosi. And and here's something pretty interesting. After January 6th, all the Republicans that objected to Joe Biden's electoral college votes got treated a lot different by K Street, the lobbyists, and big corporations with woke CEOs. All of a sudden, donations stopped coming into those Republicans. Well, guess what? A lot of those Republicans were also moderates. And being treated so differently here in Washington, D.C. than they had in the past, it really changed the mindset here. And um, here's something else people don't know. The Chamber of Commerce wasn't so nice to Republicans over the past two years. And Kevin McCarthy has been refusing to speak to them. Uh, There's our buzzer. We got a little more time. And um, he's even been saying that he won't talk to them until they fire their president. Uh, We have a great agenda laid out. Um, One thing that already happened, firing the 87,000 IRS agent army that Joe Biden put in place. We already did that, defunded them completely. Um, So for me, I was so excited uh, after not having committees for two years, suffering under Nancy Pelosi. um, I was ready for us to have the gavel, ready for investigations to hold the government accountable, uh, uh, you know, investigate the Biden administration, Secretary Mayorkas for the failures at the border and so much more, especially our kids' education system that has has gone woke and is sexualizing kids. Um, So it was easy for me going in. But we spent a week uh, fighting, and that that was unfortunate. Um, Here's the one thing that changed from the rules package before January 3rd to the final day after 15 ballots when we finally elected Kevin McCarthy. The only thing that changed was motion to vacate. Went from five members down to any member, Democrat or Republican. Um, That changed. I, I didn't agree with that one completely. Because the 20, it went from 19 to 20, the 20 that were opposing Kevin McCarthy proved that five was plenty because they were basically preemptively vacating the chair before we even got it. Um, So that was the one change. Uh, There was a lot of tensions throughout the week. And finally, we got it done early. Marjorie, I think it's interesting. One point is. You know, Kevin Kevin McCarthy, some are like he's not conservative enough. But you look at the agenda, to your point, this is this is the agenda that American conservatives want, number one. But number two, and we have our dog Skippy joining us for the, the podcast. The UPS guy so came. The UPS guy, he's, he's not happy with it. But the second point is, when I first came, Kevin McCarthy was the whip. Kevin knows how to count votes. He knows how to manage and navigate a conference. And when you're that tight, you all have to work together. You have to get the moderates in those moderate districts you have to get them as far right as possible, and they need the right to see that and go, okay, we can't get any more. You know, let's cut this deal inside the Republican, you know, members of Congress. And I think Kevin understands that. And if you guys are going to be successful, you need someone who gets that and can navigate that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I, I just want our conference to be successful because yeah. if, if we can be successful with our agenda – it's not about a personality. It's right. not about who you like. It's not about who you don't like. We should we should stop being the party of never. 
But if we can be successful with this agenda that is a true America first conservative agenda, I mean, it's really amazing. It's, it's the best thing I've seen. I think any of us will have seen in decades. If we can come together and produce this agenda for our country, oh my gosh, we will all win. And yep. it will so, make our party so much stronger, especially going into 2024. So I do want to talk about things moving forward because I'm really excited about what can happen. And I want to get to January 6th because that's very important to me. And you're somebody who's really championed those political prisoners. And I want to talk to, talk about that. But before we move on from what happened um, last week, I know that you and Lauren Bobart, it's no secret, had a very sort of public dispute argument. Um, it was very public. And the thing that I look at, and, I, and this is what I wanted to ask you is, I like you both. I think you guys are better off working together, liking each other, realizing. So are have you guys repaired that whatever happened there? Have you has has have you had a conversation about it since that happened? Well, unfortunately, we haven't really had a conversation and you know, uh, to your point, Lauren and I have actually the same voting record. Yeah. Um, this is pretty much the only time uh, well, she she introduced a bill to to for over I think it was several billion dollars funding for Ukraine. We're a little different on that issue, um, but and then this past week on the the speaker's race, that's that's kind of our only differences. Um, but it it is something that we need to work out. It's just that she attacked me personally um, in a in a in a Democrat uh, leftist um, political attack. That's what she used against me. I don't appreciate that. So, you know, it, it is something we need to work out because, again, I'll, I'll double down on this. For me, this job, I was elected to serve my district. I want to fight for our country. It's not about personalities, who we like, no. who we don't like. It's about getting the job done because that's what people deserve. The yeah. American people deserve that, not drama. They get enough drama from up here. We, yeah. we have a job to do. So, yeah. yeah, I really I really hope that you guys work it out because I think you're stronger um, getting along than 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 not. N let me just quick move to, to one thing. You're one of the few people who has gone in to visit um, those who were many of them wrongly arrested, um, definitely detained um, in unconstitutional ways. I consider them political prisoners the same way I see political prisoners in Cuba. Um, and I, it's hard to believe that that's happening here in America. I want to know two things from you. One, what what have you seen from going to visit them that the American people should know about? And two, in your support for Kevin McCarthy, is doing something about what's happening to them part of your agenda that yes. you got the consent or your concessions that you made with him or your, or, or the, the, the talks that you had in order to give your support for him. Well, the good news, I didn't have to get a concession because he's, he supports investigating that jail. Um, you know, here in Washington, DC, Congress has the power over the district of Columbia. Um, they do have home rule here, which means they have a mayor, Muriel Bowser, uh, which does a horrible job here in the city. And she she does oversee that jail. But the the things that people need to understand, and I listen, I, Rachel, I appreciate you. You do talk about this, and I'm so glad you do. It's horrible what's happening to these people. We don't agree with, with what they did on January 6th. No. That's not what we're talking about. But it's the two-tier justice system and yes. how they're treated versus Antifa, BLM. In the jail, uh, what I saw is, uh, I'll never forget it in my entire life. It was the most heartbreaking situation. These are men that are 
they're broken. You can see their spirits are broken. They feel like they have been left for dead. They, they have lost all hope. Uh, when I saw them, it was at the height of COVID. Uh, if, you, if they weren't vaccinated, they weren't allowed to shave. They weren't allowed to get haircuts. They weren't allowed to cut their toenails or, or, or fingernails. Um, they, most of them did not bathe uh, because they were being held in solitary confinement anywhere from 19 to 22 hours a day. When they're out of their jail cells, they're given the choice between you can go outside for an hour or you can call your family or you can call your attorney. And I can't even comprehend those even being three separate choices. Um, they haven't seen their spouses or girlfriends or any of their family, children, mothers and fathers, anyone in their family since they have been incarcerated. Um, and these are their pre-trial. I, I think that's something people need to understand. They haven't even been to court yet. They're not convicted. They're denied communion. They're denied religious services. Um, they have been beaten, some of them very badly, by the guards in the jail under Kathleen Landerkin. Remember that name. Uh, she is the deputy warden there in the D.C. jail. She has a, a history on her Twitter account. She hates men. She's a, she's a white woman. She hates white men. She hates President Trump. She hates anybody that supports President Trump. And it's all she had all that posted on her Twitter account. And um, so there's there's some very serious investigations that I am ready to hold, uh, and we're going to be able to start doing that once we get our committees formed and and we can start moving in that direction. And um, these people are these people are it's truly really, it's what you said it's like Cuba or any other foreign country where political prisoners shameful. It's, it is a shameful, and it's. A well, Jen, I know you have to go in a second because votes were called. I don't know how you, you're probably going to pop up in a second, but are we going to continue to look at January sixth? You know, you have the the, the Democrat only J six set of hearings. It was it was um, completely orchestrated. It was a show. Yeah. Is the Republican Congress going to dive in and go? Let's get to the truth. Yeah, who whether is it's the, who's the pipe? Who who did the pipe bomb? Who is Ray Epps? Was oh, the, where is yeah. the footage? I mean, because again, I want to see it all. I want to actually know what happened. And yeah, you know, who are the who are the organizers? You know, who pushed people into the Capitol? Um, but who was all involved? Are we going to look at that? Um, or are we kind of done with January 6th? Yeah. Who is Scaffold yeah. Commander? Who is Ray Epps? Who <laughs> right. are these? What happened? We need to know. Yeah, the country deserves to know, and those people need to be held accountable. Um, yes, we are going to we are going right. to lead a deep investigation into that. And Kevin McCarthy has agreed to lease, release all the information from the January sixth committee and, and all those files. Um, you're right. Whole thing, right video. It's 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 unbelievable that they that Democrats are not demanding he be locked up. Um, scaffold commander, just like you said. Where is that man and why haven't we talked to him? The pipe bomber, that whole thing is so, so unreal um, that, that there has been no information whatsoever come out. And they, it's like they dropped it and they don't even care altogether. Um, but think about all the people that got hauled in in front of that committee, had to pay these massive attorney fees, um, have to go through this embarrassment in their, in their personal life and, and public life. Um, the Trump family, the people that worked in the administration, supporters. Uh, I mean, it, 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 they should be held accountable. The members of Congress that did that to them should be held accountable. And they abused their power. Yes. They yeah. abuse the power of Congress in doing so. If if these investigations happen, uh, Congresswoman, and 
And if it shows that there was Fed involvement, um, if it shows that Nancy Pelosi knew something and therefore did not ask for the appropriate security, knowing what she knew in terms of intelligence and what was being planned, um, whether it was by the feds or by, you know, bad actors, uh, you know, who were there at the rally supporting President Trump. If she knew something and and didn't call for extra security, all that I believe if this is un, unravels the story that was told by the Democrats, the story that continues to be told by the by the media and what came out of January 6th, I think a lot of things unravel for the Democrats. And I can't think of anything more important, despite all the, the things that are going on in our country, from Ukraine, money that we don't know about, the, the, the economy, everything else. I do think that January 6th, there is something there that happened. And if, that, if I'm right about that, if you're right about that, um, a lot of things, a lot of eyes will be open. I think it's really important. Um, oh, I totally agree. Well, yeah. you know, we did to your point, and, and you're absolutely right in everything you said. We already know that Nancy Pelosi had the intel information. She was briefed on all of the dangerous intelligence that they knew about January 6th back in late December. And Nancy Pelosi is the only one that could have made that call as Speaker of the House to have the National Guard there on January 6th, and she did not do it. And then Muriel Bowser she tweeted that she would not do it. Um, so so we know that that happened. And you're right. This is definitely something that needs to be exposed. And we need to hold Nancy Pelosi accountable. We'll have more of this conversation after this. Did you know that every major diaper company either financially or vocally supports abortion? If that appalls you and you're looking to support a baby brand that aligns with your pro-life, pro-family views, then every life is your solution. Every Life firmly believes that regardless of where someone is from, what they look like, or whether they were planned or unplanned, every baby is a miracle from God worthy of love, protection, and celebration. Every Life offers high-performing, supremely soft, premium diapers and wipes delivered right to your doorstep. Their diapers are crafted without fragrances, dyes, lotions, latex, parabens, or phthalates. And you can feel good knowing that every purchase with Every Life contributes to changing lives through their support of pro-life organizations and pregnancy resource centers. Every Life is not just changing diapers, they're changing lives. Visit everylife.com to learn more. That's everylife.com. And don't forget to use promo code Duffy10 for an exclusive 10% discount on your first order today. Oh, we, we had a little uh, technical glitch there. We have Marjorie back. And, and she we're had back to go vote. She, <laughs> and she came back. We back she's so them. great uh, to do that. We were, we were talking, uh, we ended talking about January 6th, and you said that you feel very confident that Kevin McCarthy and the Republican conference is interested in getting to the bottom of what happened that day in releasing footage um, that wasn't released and figuring out what happened to things like the pipe bombs and you know, all the weird people that somehow were directing people into the Capitol, but were never interviewed by the January 6th committee and aren't being prosecuted. Um, so you want to wrap that up for us? Yes. And, and I'm so thankful that you both have asked about this because it's such an important issue. Um, it's a two-tier justice system and the way uh, pre-trial January 6th defendants are treated being held as political prisoners in jails, not only here in Washington, D.C., but all over the country. And the Antifa BLM rioters, who over 95% of them have had their charges dropped 
Um, even though they were burning cities all over America and, and practically burned down Washington, D.C. Um, yes, this is something that our conference wants to investigate and we will be investigating. We want to ask the questions that all of us have been asking. I've seen you ask them, both of you asked them many times on television. Um, and we've been asking the same questions and, and Americans everywhere are asking is, like you just said, Rachel, who is Ray Epps? Who is a scaffold commander? What happened to the January 5th pipe bomber? And why is that not an important issue? Um, you know, people like Cassidy Hutchinson, why is she allowed to lie and, and get away with this, but yet they don't bring in other people and ask them questions? Um, why are there only several police officers they bring before the committee to talk to? Why don't we talk to more Capitol Police and, and, and so forth? Um, this is definitely something that the entire country deserves to know about. And it's an issue that we will be investigating. Yeah. So glad. So glad. Go, you can go ahead. I'll, uh, one, one last thing. I, I I'm going to let Rachel go off on not, January, no, I'm 6th January 6th for a while. Okay. I'm done with January 6th. I'm, I'm actually, you know, when we, when we got cut off with our tech glitch there, I told you, I said, I feel really good about this. Like if, if Marjorie says that she's been talking to, to McCarthy, you know, I've, I've always wondered if, if no one would ever get to the bottom of it. I feel confident that that will happen. I, I, I pray it does, not just for the country, but especially for those people that are, as you said, are losing hope. Um, some people have even yeah. committed suicide. Um, it's just really, really sad stuff. Some great things that have happened since uh, the Republicans won in the midterms. Uh, the uh, metal detectors are gone, which yes. was a complete farce to try and make it seem like Republicans were, um, you know, terrorists. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous to Democrats. Um, and two, already joke. there are some Democrats that aren't being allowed on committees. And I was so afraid that because Republicans are so nice and so, you know, civil that they would, you know, they would get pressured to, you know, turn the other cheek. And I, frankly, I'm tired of it. And I'm really glad to see that if they were going to remove people like you off of committees, that the Republicans are going to do tit for tat. That's the only way to handle this. Yeah. And it's in, and, and thank you so much. Um, it, this is, here's a, here's a little inside scoop back when they removed me from committees, um, uh, Kevin McCarthy in an inside meeting. And, and I didn't know this until earlier this year, uh, Devin Nunes was the one that told me Kevin McCarthy was screaming and, and yelling at Steny Hoyer and the rest of them for doing that to me. And he said, he said, you know what, if, if this is the route you want to go, then we will do it back to you. But Kevin McCarthy chose members that should be removed. I mean, it, he, right. he didn't just choose. It wasn't political. Adam Schiff, my goodness, lied to the country about Russian collusion, said he had proof. You know what? He 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 never well, Marjorie, did. But as I, 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 I'm going to give you a little disagreement. I, I didn't like this either way. When they took you off committees, they were like, you know what? They had all these reasons why. I, we, since our founding, the, 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 the party puts their people on committees without any say from the opposition party. And so I agree with you uh, that, that these are bad actors. Mm -hmm. They keep getting reelected, doing bad acts. But – Democrats can place them on, on committees. I think, but what's happening here is we're sliding to like this lowest common denominator, but I, I'm with Rachel and you that if we don't play Democrats game, that we, we let them serve on committees, but our guys can't. Um, and this, by the way, it's, it, that's not it. There's issue after issue. We're never going to win. 
I hate that we go, we, we keep sliding into, you know, more, you know, uh, what, games, games on the, on the, uh, on the playground. Yeah, and, and lack we of almost have to. Yeah, I mean, but, you, there, there was sort of this civility that existed there was. prior to, frankly, prior to Donald, Donald Trump, Trump being yeah, elected and Donald the Trump. craziness that it elicited out of Democrats. Right? Yeah. So, but, so, but now that we're here, game on, here we go. Well, I, I didn't want these yeah. rules. But you ask for them, we're going to play by your rules, mm-hmm. not yeah. the other rules. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. Ilhan Omar, off of foreign affairs. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's going to be removed off the Intel Committee. Fang Fang. Yeah. Fang Fang's gone. Um, Sean, by the way, speaking of when you were serving in Congress, one of your former staffers came and found me on the House floor, <laughs> and he said he absolutely loved working for you. And and really missed you being here, um, and, and was just letting me know to to call you guys back. So I thought that, that was so nice. That's very well. You know, we we got our disconnect. You had to go vote, and I'm like, I was like, we'll just wrap it up. And Rachel's like, no, said, no, we're not going to wrap. We it need up. Marjorie back. And so I'm like, I'll call I'll call this former person that worked with me to go. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I'd, we're buds. I'll go ask and see. I'm like, great. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So th- I, we appreciate you doing this, making making it again. Can I ask you? I, I, I Rachel has a, a list of questions, but as as you go home to Georgia, I'm sure people love you. You go to the grocery store. You go to church. People think you're the best thing since a ham and egg sandwich. But you go to Washington. You go through the airport. Uh, I'm sure that you get people who can't stand you they hate you you they by the way i'm just gonna verify i've not seen any horns on your head you're not the devil <laughs> but but uh, they, they, and they treat you pretty poorly how do you how do you navigate kind of the hate that you get in in dc and i you can tell me it doesn't hurt but i'm sure it does i mean you're a strong person but it's it's and again you get broad shoulders but no doubt those punches it's like it's it, it can be it can be hard how do you how do you how do you do it uh, it is it is hard. Um, I appreciate you bringing that up. Um, as you both know, Washington, D.C. feels like almost like another country compared to going back home to your district or going anywhere out in America, really. Um, home is wonderful. It's where my friends and family are. People yeah. know me there. Um, and they always treat me very well and support me. But yeah, in Washington, D.C., there's people that are so nasty and you know, remember when Maxine Waters came out and she said, wherever you see them, you make a crowd and you, you know, you go after them. That is what they've done. They got their marching orders. Hillary yeah. Clinton labeled us all as deplorables. And it was like they they commanded them. The Democrat leaders commanded their people to attack us whenever they see us. And it's absolutely wrong. And and that's how they treat me here. I've been harassed at restaurants. I get harassed walking down the street. I get harassed walking from the Capitol back to my office building. I I get harassed, you know, in airports, um, uh, you know, here coming here. It's unbelievable to me. And, you know, we don't do that back. We don't. Um, you don't By hear the way, about that. We, we, we shouldn't do that. That part we shouldn't do, Marjorie. We, no, we, we that's You know, we're, we want to be good human beings yes. um, and good neighbors. And I think that's the place that we rise above and go, we don't we don't mm-hmm. treat human beings like that. You're not just attacked in Washington, D.C. I mean, one of the most outrageous things I've seen, I don't think it got enough attention, was when you were doxxed um, at your own home. Um, <laughs> you It put your life in danger, put the, your, the life of your mm-hmm. children in danger. I, I mean, it's just, and as a spouse who had, you know, we certainly had people that didn't like Sean and we had 
um, some really close call incidents where, you know, our family was under attack as well. But I just don't think it's on the scale that you faced. And I just wonder how you handle it in your home and with your kids. Yeah, that was that was really unfortunate. I I think I'm at I'm in the top five for death threats uh, mm-hmm. since I've been here. I have the most death threats. Nancy Pelosi and her sergeant in arms have refused uh, to give me a security detail the entire time I've been here. No matter how many death threats we turn in, they've been horrific. Um, yeah, my house was swatted six times um, after I introduced the Protect Children's Innocence Act. To, to stop yeah, I said docs, but I meant swatting. I yeah, meant, swatting. But they do, they do have my address. My cell phone number is out there. Um, the, the way I handle it is, well, number one, I'm a gun owner. And thank God <laughs> thank for God. the Second Amendment, right? And that's, that's a gift from our founding fathers, and it's our guaranteed right for Americans um, to own a gun and be able to protect yourself and your family if you ever need to. Um, and then secondly, my kids are tough. They're, they're tough people and, and they stand by me. And so the, the other most wonderful thing is my local police are, goodness, I can't say enough wonderful things about the police officers in my hometown and just police officers in general. They, they have protected me and supported me and, and always, I know they always will. So we have strict security at my house and, and, uh, a lot of guns, actually. I'm not going to say much about them, but we, we are gun owners. So, and what I find interesting is, you know, on the on the left, whether it was AOC or Elon Omar, Talib, um, they say radical, crazy, I would say, un-American things, mm-hmm. and they are celebrated. They're elevated, um, raising huge amounts of money. Um, and I listen to you. Um, I don't agree with everything, all of your positions. I agree with a lot of them, though. Um, and but it's it's like I'm going to fight for America. I'm going to fight for a set of ideas that I believe in and my district believes in. And I think the, the problem with the left is they can't stand Republicans not being shamed into submission, not going, hey, listen, we've come after you. You're supposed to step back. You're supposed to go back into the shadows. You're someone who hasn't. You've, you've stood in the light and continued to punch them back. They're not used to it. The first experience they had was with Donald Trump. They couldn't believe they couldn't take him down. And um, you're the next. And I, I don't want to fangirl you, Marjorie, but I, I've said that, um, you know, when, when you have someone who's willing to fight for their country like Trump is, um, I'm sorry, I love that. And Thank I think you. if we had more members of Congress who fought that hard like you do, um, I don't think any American would have any question um, about the country, the direction the country should go in and who they want to elect, who they want in office. More of you fighting for America with more passion is going to save the country. But I think you know, sometimes I look and I don't want to be frustrated. Sometimes I'm like, why are you guys there? Don't you see what's happening? Stand up. Right. You know, grit. Come on. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, you you know firsthand because you've been here and, and Rachel, you've been here too. And um it's it's an odd thing though, right? If if we if you're a conservative, if you're a conservative, you're going to be attacked. But if you're a conservative woman, oh, oh. My gosh, it's like 
it's on a whole nother level. And or try conservative woman minority. I mean, Rachel's those, Latina. They oh, they really hate her. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And in the house, some of those, you know, oh, yeah. the attacks on on Myra Flores and 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 many other. I mean, it's just not to undermine what you've been through at all. But it's it, you're right. You're not allowed to step out of that box, right? No, you're not. And 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 that is true. Poor Myra Flores. They they attacked her, you know, relentlessly. Um, yeah. Uh, same thing with other minorities in our conference, and it's yes. it's just wrong. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're a proud, outspoken conservative and you defend our values, then there there is no limits that they won't go to in right. yeah. attacking you. And um, but you know what? Like you just said, Sean, we have to stand firm in our faith. We have to stand firm in our values. We have to protect our children and protect their future, and most of all, protect our freedoms because. Those things are for every single American. I mean, this that's not even a political party. That's freedom yeah. is for everyone. Um, and I think it's worth fighting for and being unapologetic about it. Uh, and that's that's what I've done. And I'll continue to do that. Um, and I, I just hope more people, more people get comfortable. Uh, it's kind of like the saying, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's in, in, in the attitude well, what, of being unapologetic. And the thing is, when, when you have leaders who are courageous, the left is afraid that that'll inspire more courage. They can't have that. So again, I think that's a real threat too, yeah, um, which, no which we're seeing more of it. I mean, Donald Trump had a whole influence on the way, again, mm-hmm. we could be, do better, but conservatives fight differently now after Trump because they go, huh, you can go after the media and you can win. You can yeah. attack hosts and, yeah. for being liars and <laughs> America will support you for that because it's it's actually true. They they keep they lie to they, they lie to their viewers. Um, call them out. No, so, I'm sorry. Absolutely, go, go no, no. I what I like about what I've always loved about Sean in Congress is something I think you have, and many Republicans have, and that is I think keeping that you know staying true to what you believe in, but keeping that happy warrior attitude about it and, and not getting drugged down. That said, I like the tit for tat, and one of the tit for tats <laughs> that you said you were going to do is introduce impeachment um, for Joe Biden. So wow. tell me why, what is are this the- part of tit for tat? We're going to yes, go on this. But with more reason, with, yeah. you know, the other one was over, uh, you know, supposed call to Ukraine, uh, to Zelensky. What are the reasons that you are going to lay out for why Joe Biden should be impeached? I believe the border is one of the top reasons um, that, that, what is happening in our southern border? And, and I learned some more information tonight um, when I was talking with with one of the members of Homeland Security. There, did you know there are babies being being killed um, and stuffed with drugs and and put in car seats to bring drugs across our border? No, I did there not. Are women's bodies being found. There, there's some horrific details that are that are coming out from down there. Um, over five million. Uh, illegal aliens have attempted to enter our country, and those are the ones we know of. Uh, the fentanyl deaths is that those are poisonings; those are murders actually happening yes. uh, from the cartels. Uh, this is all happening under Joe Biden's watch. It's on his watch, and he is refusing to to keep his oath of office and defend the states. And that's the federal government's job. That's the president's job. I think that is is complete reason right there for impeachment. Uh, also, selling our strategic petroleum reserves to China, to China, yeah. the number one buyer. That that I, you can't even make that up. Um, the pulling out of Afghanistan the way he did was an embarrassment to our military. 
completely insulting to every every military and veteran that served in the Middle East, served in Afghanistan, um, abandoning Americans. Oh, my goodness. How could he abandon Americans under the Taliban, the terrorists and, and, and the Taliban? And our um, partners, remember when they called them that? Yeah, partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who calls the terrorists Taliban partners? Um, and then and then what we're going to expose uh, through Hunter Biden's laptop and, right. and the corrupt business dealings with all these foreign countries and, and potentially governments and the banking. What Jamie Comer has been talking about with with these um, with the banking and, and all these flags on on transactions of money being brought into bank accounts, not just belonging to Hunter, but very likely belonging to Joe Biden. I mean, the list is so long. This doesn't have anything to do with a phone call for, like President Trump, what they impeached him for the first time. These are very serious issues. And uh, these are issues that even if it was if it was a Republican president, I would say, yeah, we need to impeach him, too. Uh, and I think yes. that our country needs to be honest about it. Well, it's unlawful. I mean, Marjorie, as, as you're in Congress, you can't have someone, you know, make money from from foreign companies and then have access to you and then, you know, pay you a percent of what they make. You only get one salary. It's your congressional salary unless you, you know, had a prior prior business. But you can't you can't sell your influence through someone else. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Joe Biden did. It's Illegal. It's unlawful. And now and Rachel, it's a national security risk. Because he's compromised. And so I, totally I, I I think you're right. And again, when you have when you have a deep state, when you have an FBI and a DOJ, you would think there'd be good people in there that want to investigate that, that want to get to the bottom of, you know, what really happened. I always mention this uh, uh, a simple audit of of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden will tell you what's going on. They refuse to do it. So it's gonna to come to the house. Um, and I do hope that that Comer and his team are able to get to the bottom and, and get ev- get the evidence, get the documents. And by the way, if he didn't make any money, I want to know that too. Good. I, I feel a lot better. I feel more relieved. I don't think that's the case. But sunlight really kind of lets us all feel better about the, demo- yeah. the democracy in which we live. You know, Marjorie, one of the things that I love about having um, – and, and there's so – I don't know how many – how many women are now in the Republican conference? Do you, have, do you know that number? Oh gosh, I don't know that number. I feel really bad. I know it's grown. I know, I know it's grown, um, and I know the diversity of the women have grown as well. I love that there are so many moms in Congress right now because I've noticed that the things that you champion often, and it's why I've, I'm I'm drawn to you and some, so many of the women in your conference that you talk about whether it's the the, the castration and that's happening with our children, what, what's happening in our, in our education system, um, you know, the indoctrination, but also what you just said right now about what's happening at the border. I keep talking about as much as I can from our platform. We've had multiple podcasts on it. I try every Saturday that I can to talk about what's happening to the children. I mean, what you just said was so horrific. I interviewed Sarah Carter. She told me she has, you know, did conducted an interview with a with a smuggler for the cartels who said they're absolutely selling child organs, um, you know, on the black market. We have lost track of forty percent of the children that have come across our border. We have no idea where they are. No. Um, if this had happened under Trump, this would be, uh, you know, front page news. Remember the Time Magazine with the little girl crying that turned out to not really be um, uh, crying about whatever, but they were, you know, using that to create all this emotion. How are they getting away 
with the atrocities being committed, the sex trade and everything else with children coming across the border. I don't know. It, I don't know, Rachel, I so agree with you. And, and I mean, from one mom to another, I really feel like being a, a mother is the greatest blessing I've ever had in my life. It's, it's the greatest job I'll ever have in my life. Yeah. There's nothing you and I can ever do in our lives that's better than being a mom. And it is wonderful that we have more moms in Congress. But what you're talking about with these kids, I don't know how we as a society, we as a, uh, a country, um, just just as humans, how we how yeah. we cannot care about this and how we can allow it to continue because children are just innocent. They're the most innocent people on this planet. And, you know, it's this is happening on our watch. Um, and and if you know, like you said, over 40 percent, we don't even know where these kids are. No. Oh, my gosh. We don't even know where these kids are. But yet we we know what Trump's tax returns say. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. And um, it, it's it's almost like what what is how are we going to be judged by God if we don't do something about this? It's any it, you know, one child being murdered is bad enough. But 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 children being trafficked, sex trafficking, uh, you know, murdered to bring drugs across the border. And we're, and we're complicit. We're to, our government is totally complicit in all of it. And so these are the kind of hearings we're looking forward to, to having with you um, and the rest of the conference. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to get to the bottom of these things because it's life and death for so many people. Marjorie, I'm yes. heartened that you guys have a speaker. Uh, <laughs> you can start the work of getting members on committees yes. um, and, and get to work exposing for you know the American people all the things we talked about on this podcast. And just as a, a personal note, I, I appreciate um, the grit, the hard work, um, and the backbone that you have um, fighting for your district. And again, you've, you've seen your supporters across the country who go, listen, more Marjorie Taylor Greens that fight like that. Um, you can save America. So thanks for taking the arrows and the punches. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. and we, we appreciate coming on the podcast today too. Coming back, actually voted yeah. on the floor and after we had our tech So problem. nice of you. And we're so glad Thank that you. your, your police department in your home district and your constituents love on you and help make up for some of the meanness out there. Um, but there are lots of people that you hear about you that you maybe don't hear about who are watching what you're doing um appreciate what you're doing and appreciate that you've been willing to stand up for the voiceless whether it's the children or yeah. the january 6th um uh some of those that are being held unfairly and unconstitutionally um you've been a champion for them and you deserve credit for that and i hope that you see it through thank you so much and thank you to both of you i really appreciate y'all having me on and and appreciate what you guys say on tv every day it's i i really like it so Appreciate it, Keep fighting. And I, hey, you know what? Here's something interesting. Um, my chief was reminding me that we went, Sean, you'll appreciate this, 50 years, and, and Rachel, you like it too, 50 years without the Republicans being in a majority until um, under Newt Gingrich and, and they did the contract uh, for yeah. America. And then it, that, you know, it's like when you think about times like that, um, I'm that excited to be in yeah. the majority. Yes. We should, and, you should be. Yeah. Should so be. I just, People need to have hope. You know, we've been through a lot as a country, uh, especially in the past few years. But I think it's important to have hope and, and never give up the good fight. And you know what? And never squander opportunity. Yeah, I was I was in the majority for eight years. And wow. then I got nine months in the minority before I left. 
it was horrible. Oh, okay. You had two years in the minority, but you realize this this can be fleeting, and, and you have to do all you can to make the biggest difference. And by the way, what I would say, you don't know how long your time is in the house. You have a moment to serve. It could be for four years. It could be for 40 years. But take that time Mm -hmm. and and use it well, and and you have for sure. Uh, Marjorie, thank you for joining us again. Um, We are very grateful. Keep up the fight. Thank you. Carry on. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Wait right there. We're going to have more of that conversation next. What a great interview. Listen, she's a she's a, again, People hate on her like no other, but great disposition. She's a scrapper, um, and I appreciate that as I a conservative. Too. I really do. And I, I, I think my takeaway from this interview is I feel hopeful. I feel very hopeful that these hearings are going – you know me. I'm always like harping on, oh, another hearing and nothing ever happens. And I give you a lot of crap when we talk about you say, oh, they're going to do a hearing on this. But I actually think – that what is needed is is sunlight, and and we need people to hear what happened, the whole truth, the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, let it all come out. I'm for releasing every FBI file. Yeah. I want the UFO stuff out. I want the JFK stuff out. I want it all out. Well, it, when when you have the House, the Senate, and the presidency, like we had for for two years, get stuff done. Yeah. Well, you don't have that right great now, right? Right now, you just have the house. So it's a time for hearings. It's a time for sunlight. It's a time for investigations. Yeah. It's a time for accountability. Um, and again, I think after the after the, the the fight last week, hopefully, you know this 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 Republican team is a little stronger, a I little think better, it's better bonded. For it. I actually think it's better for it. I know some people said, "Oh, it's embarrassing," and it's like airing your dirty laundry. But I think it it it. It brought out what needed. So, you know, you see that in families, Sean. Sometimes some families like to just put everything under the rug and pretend like nothing's happening. There, what there is a there is a division of sorts ideologically. There were some things that people wanted. Um, they fought for it. They got some of it. Now she would say, Marjorie said, "Well, they didn't get much more than they asked for." But no matter what, things aired out, and I think. People are going to be held more accountable, the, the the speaker, for example, more accountable to everybody. He, he has to get keep everybody in line. And hopefully the things that 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 um, that that need to happen, happen. I, I think I feel better about it. Maybe maybe the guys in the conference don't or the ladies in the conference don't. If, if I had a crystal ball right here, um, there's going to be problems. OK, I just <laughs> I, sounds like any family. That's the same thing. You have a family. It's well, dysfunctional. Yeah, everyone's there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a four seat majority. Right. You can lose four seats yeah. to, to pass bills. And there are some people who are like, listen, I'm so far to the right. I can never vote with kind of these guys. Yeah, that, I can never vote with Georgia, you know, right. Or right. Texas. Um, and I get that. Um, but also. Uh, and again, the moderate guys that have, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not advocating one side or the other. I'm just saying how this plays yeah, you out. You know that there's jo- people on both sides. Those, they those, have, they those, those Joe Biden districts, those members there, have a hard time coming too far to the right. You don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of leeway in how many votes you can lose. And these, all these members have to really talk to each other and really work with each other and understand each other. Because let me just give you guys one can they quick. Work, can, they work, can they get past this though? Because I asked a question early on, of, for example, with with Lauren uh, Bobart and um, and and Marjorie Taylor Greene had a very public dispute, and I asked her. I said, "Have you guys have you guys kissed and made up?" 
And she said, well, not yet, but she sounds like she's open to it. I don't know yeah. where, Laura, where Bobart is out on this, but there are other people with really hard feelings, Matt Gates and all, all this stuff. Do you see, based on what you, and you know a lot of these players personally, you're, you were there not that long ago. Do you see that people can put, put, put the past? Yeah, they him? can, but the, absolutely they can. But, um, you, you you're gonna have you're gonna have growing pains. I just I know I this, this I'm just, this, it's different now, but we had problems when we first won the majority in in 2010. Took over in 2011. Um, when you had some must pass bills, um, things that you had to get done. Um, and by the way, you want to use some of those must pass bills to leverage some conservative policies. But John Boehner um, at the time would if he if he if, if he 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 had you know, a third of his conference that were saying no to the bill. Well, he couldn't take that third and we know with the far right, you know, policies and go to Democrats and say, Will you vote for this? So he had they to never water would. down the bills. So we had to water down the bills and he didn't have enough Republican votes. So we Why went to Nancy Pelosi. Why are they must well, pass? you got you gotta we have to fund the government or it shuts down. You have to raise the debt limit or you know, you you don't pay your debts, you default on your debt. So those are kind of the the must pass bills that have to happen. And it's a good opportunity for leverage, but um, to, to, the most conservative bills will be when Republicans work together to navigate their differences. Where the the guys from so the Joe Biden districts, the, yeah, to go to, to, the to the Democrats, the Joe Biden districts understand where the Texas, you know, and the Georgias are coming from, and vice versa. Um, but that takes maybe a lot of food. Um, a lot of hors d'oeuvres, maybe a beer or two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's true. It's it, it, it the job is a lot more relational than yeah. people understand. When it's the, the, what happens there is a lot more complicated than people understand. It really is, and you can get you can th- throw food at the TV, but there's there's some, the things that are happening internally happen for a reason, and sometimes um, they're unnavigable. But oftentimes, when you have a relationship, when you've talked before the big issue comes up, and you've worked together before those issues come up, oftentimes you can re- resolve but you them. You also referred when you talked to Marjorie uh, Taylor Greene, you said, you know, it moves as a blob. That's my. That's a very technical it's, word, a blob. No, I think it's actually a super articulate and visual way. I mean, it actually is very descriptive and, and helps me understand. It moves as a blob. Now, I would say you were part of the blob. A lot of the times when you were in an office, you had a district that allowed you to be part of the blob. Sometimes you fought back sometimes, but how, what would be, what would, if you were in office now, knowing what you know, from having been in office and been out of office, how would, and and let's say you, you were back in, you were in the new majority, Sean, how would you, would you be operating the same way you did in in, back in, you know, the, the, the eight years you were in Congress, or is there something different that you've learned from being? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. We've talked a little bit about this. I would be a far different member of Congress. Listen, I was a conservative member. Um, you were a team player, but also, but also understood how the, it's a team sport. I mean, there's, there's, this is an ultimate team sport. You can't, you can have a, have a couple guys on a football field and think they can win the game. You need the whole team together. There is no I in team, but, um, I always kind of say I've, I've kind of lost my mind since I left Congress. Sometimes I, I'll take your tinfoil hat and wear it myself. Um, but I, here's, I think the well, things have changed. Listen, COVID, COVID, and everything happened after you left. COVID, and you know all the stuff they did to Donald Trump. Um, I believe that we're at a breaking point in the country, 
and I don't, I don't, I don't think you can make concessions any longer. Um, you're losing the freedom of speech. Yeah. They're attacking our gun rights. You have open borders. Um, you have an FBI and a DOJ that are are, are are politicized, and they're and they're using the power that we've generously given them to protect us to use on behalf of one party in punishment to another party. Um, that for me is just, I mean, I, so I look at 30, $30 trillion in debt. This party is going to end. Uh, this, this does not last forever. You cannot continue this to do party, this. The spend, you mean the, the this, political spending, the, the, the spending borrowing yeah. and your dollar, your, your currency will crash. That will happen unless Congress can, 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 can figure out how to restrain its spending. Yeah. Um, and I'm really concerned yeah. and I would, I would, I would make concessions um, but not many. I would fight like hell to save this country um, because it is, as Marjorie said, it's worth saving. Um, and you need p- more people with harder backbones, with m- more calloused fists, punching and fighting, um, figuratively, I'm saying, not not literally, but fighting to save what is so great um, about the inheritance we had, which is America, to, to pass that inherit, inheritance off to our kids. And, and I think we're, we're losing that. This is completely, this America is different than our Ronald Reagan America. And I think it's fair to give them a Ronald Reagan America. Um, and, but, if, but, it, and, but until you've been there and you've, you, you and I shared this together, we did the experience together. You don't Stop under, squeaking. that's the dog, Skippy. <laughs> it's a dog. I can't. Come here, give me your toy. Do you want to see Skippy? This is, I grew up, I grew up with big dogs. <laughs> Um, come oh, here, get up here, baby. Come, come on, come here. Get up here. This is that heavy moment. Come here. This is Skippy. He is um, adorable. He needs a haircut, but the the guy that cuts his hair just retired. <laughs> he what, needs a new hairdresser. <laughs> what you can't tell is that Skippy really smells right now, so he needs a bath and a haircut. Um, but he is probably one of the. It's probably the best dog he's we've had. The best dog. He is awesome. He is a. And he, a this dog. is his duck. He's a Wisconsin dog. He's got a. Yeah, he likes he, to go duck hunting. He bit the wing off of the duck. So then he go get your it. go get your duck. Anyway, but finish that thought. I'm sorry about that. I did. I, I don't know what my thought was. Anyway, I, I don't know. Well, this country is worth saving. It is worth saving, it and, is, and, and it, we people have to fight. You have to work together as a team. You don't have a huge majority, um, but but people have to have to understand. Hopefully, people understand that. Something's on the line. What's at stake? Yeah. You have to know what's at stake yeah. and what you're fighting for because um, if we don't have that, we, 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 I don't know what we're going to have. It's yeah. a pretty frightening future. It's starting future. to get to a point where we don't recognize And if you talk to people who are even a little bit older than us, they'll say, I don't recognize the country anymore. I know my my own mom who was an immigrant who came you know, in the late 60s, early 70s to the country will say, I, this isn't the country that I was so – proud to become a citizen of this is uh, not the same place and um and so you know there's a lot to fight for it's it's heartening to see somebody like marjorie taylor green it's heartening to see her get behind kevin mccarthy and go this is this is we can make this happen we can do this together we can put all these pieces together you know how hard that is it is and by the way you know what so just before we go you can you can recall the chair that's a process where you can have a vote to, to fire the speaker, and they, it's a and it's that privilege. Has been dropped now. Well, it, so it used to, it used to be only one per, any person could introduce the resolution. Paul Ryan said, "I'm not going to do this job unless you take that away. I'm not going to be held hostage by anybody." So the conference took it away, and now they brought it. A, you need five people to say we want to recall the chair, yeah. um, and so 
Um, If you don't like what Kevin McCarthy does, you can fire him. You know what? That's you're not you're not stuck with Kevin McCarthy for two years. Um, But I tell you what, I from from what I've seen from the speaker, um, I think again we're talking we talked about not who's more conservative than who can manage this conference, who can herd the cats to get them all together to get the best and right bills done. I think that's what you need. People have to understand it, and I'll I'll use an example from the Senate. From, from years ago, you can have a Scott Brown, who's the most moderate, you would say squishy rhino Republican, or you can have Elizabeth Warren. And so if you want to keep Scott Brown and not have Elizabeth Warren, you on the right, if you're in Texas and Georgia and Tennessee and all these really conservative yeah. places, you got to find a place that works for Scott Brown too. that he can land in because if he can't land. You're going to get Elizabeth Warren. You know, and I was there when Scott Brown won. Um, Republicans were so and they, he, so he went to but they went to Congress. And they're like, I gave money to that squish. He is horrible. <laughs> and and again, we had talked about this. I would say the same line you just used is like, well, you could have Scott Brown from Massachusetts um, or you could have Elizabeth Warren. And, and they're have, like, now they have Elizabeth. Oh, Warren. now they have Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas. Pocahontas is the say. Well, anyway, we have to have dinner. Um, yeah, we thanks. got kids. I started them off. I, we got to go join them. Um, again, we weren't at the kitchen table because I decided to clean out my pantry today. And so, so was my pantry is on my kitchen island. So we, we had it here in our library, which we love our little. And you got to meet Skippy. So, so. And you got to meet Skippy. Anyway. So great, great um, podcast. Great guests. Absolutely. Conversation. This is an interesting time. Very interesting. All right. Until tomorrow, my guys. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.